Hey guys, this is the New Heights Church Podcast, and we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Here at New Heights, we exist to love people and point them to Christ. Enjoy today's service. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you're watching online, I just want to say thank you for doing so. It means the world to us that you would watch our services. Many people do both live as well as the replays throughout the week. I did want to extend an invitation on behalf of me, my family, and everybody here. If you're ever in College Station, Texas, why don't you come out to a New Heights Church service live? I promise you, me and everybody here will make you feel right at home in Jesus' name. Open your Bible to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, one of my favorite times is when we baptize people because baptism is a whole nother level of your commitment to Christ. Romans chapter 6, verse 3, don't you know or know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death, therefore were buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Everybody say newness. The scripture says right here that you are buried with Christ when you're baptized. What that means is it's the only death you're going to taste. The Bible says everybody has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That means everybody has sinned. Everybody has to pay the price of debt unless, a price of death, unless somebody was willing to pay your price for you. Look at your neighbor right in the face and just just say this. Say, will you pay off my house? Anybody say yes? Anybody? Because I'm going to sit by them next week. If your neighbor paid your house off, it would be unlawful for the bank to ask you to pay it again. Once a debt is paid, it is paid. The only death you will taste as a believer is when you are buried with him in his death, in baptism, and raised to walk in new life. The Bible says in Galatians chapter number three, verse 26, Galatians three and 26 says, you are all, somebody say all, all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Somebody say by faith. You're a child of God by faith. That's it. Not because of what you did. Not because of what you're going to do, not because of what you meant to do, not because of what you didn't do, not because all of a sudden you decided to stop cussing or anything like that. That does not make you a child of God. What makes you a child of God is faith in Christ Jesus. When you become a child of God, now all of a sudden you're a part of the family of God. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Verse 27. As many as you... As many of you as have been baptized, somebody say baptized, baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Somebody say put on. on. One translation says you are clothed in Christ when you get baptized. Now this week, something very interesting happened. We had the NFL draft. Did anybody see that? All the ladies said, what? (laughs) 
We had the NFL draft. The number one pick was a guy named Kyler Murray. He used to play football about a block from here, but he ended up moving north and finished his career uh, as the Heisman Trophy winner. Then he went number one in the draft. And he's got a, a wonderful agent that for the last several months has been talking to several different teams about how good his client was. And they were soliciting him and they were saying, oh, you're going to love playing here. You're going to love playing there. And they were talking to him about what he would actually bring uh, to the team. But there was a there was a moment when his name was actually called and he was drafted. Once he's drafted, then he walks down a corridor, a hallway that has a bunch of pictures of other people that have been drafted. He walks out and he sees the commissioner and the commissioner shakes his hand and then they do something very special. They show him his jersey. After they show him his jersey, he puts the jersey on and all the speculation is over once he puts on the name of the team that has drafted him. In other words, when you get baptized, you put on the jersey of Team Jesus and now you are identified on the team. The Bible says you're identified at that point. You put on Christ. In other words, it is a public display of what has happened privately on the inside. You can make a decision to love Jesus and to give him your life and nobody has to know about it. But when you get baptized, the Bible says that you put on Jesus. You are identified. One 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 part of the Bible says this. If you're ashamed of him in front of people, he will be ashamed of you in front of his father. Yikes. I'm not trying to have uh, him be ashamed of me. I want him as an advocate for me with the father, the Bible says. So the scripture says you put on Jesus like you're putting on the jersey. But, but it doesn't stop for Kyler Murray there. It actually starts there. When he got drafted, that's the beginning of a new season in his life. He can't go back to college and play. He's now ineligible for the team that he left. And he's only eligible for the team that drafted him. When you get baptized, you're ineligible to go back. Some of your want to shift and God begins to change you. Not just on the inside, but it begins to manifest on the outside as you put Jesus on. The scripture says this. It says, whenever we do this, whenever we're baptized, we should walk in new life. Somebody say should. That means you are now more capable than you were and you should pursue Jesus. One, trend, one, one uh, part of the scripture indicates this, that we press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ. We press and the goal is not a finish line. The goal is a calling. The goal is to get in the game. I coach my little, my little boys baseball team and we have a great time in baseball. Does anybody know how many positions there are on a field? Just shout it out at me. Seven. Somebody say seven. We need to do a little poll after and just make sure nine. Somebody say nine. Nine. There's nine positions, but I got 12 guys on my team. That means, unfortunately, at any moment, there will be three people on the bench or in the dugout. Nine people playing. And let me just tell you something. None of these boys, nine, ten years old, none of them put on their jersey and hope they sit on the bench. The prize is not putting on the uniform. 
The prize is not making sure my hat is on right. The prize is not the Gatorade I drink. The prize is when the coach says, you go to shortstop. The prize is the calling to actually get in the game. When you get baptized, you put on the jersey and then you begin to press towards the mark so that in the right moment, God can look down and actually call you off the bench into the game. Baptism is not an end point. It's a checkpoint. Baptism is not an end point. It's a checkpoint. I used to drive a game, uh, drive a, a, a video game arcade car at Pizza Hut in my hometown. I loved Pizza Hut. It was called Cruising the USA. You could even drive that sucker in, in, in manual mode where you had to shift. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but all of y'all out there that know, you know. You know what I'm saying? If you can drive stick, you can drive stick, you know? There'd be a timer going off. And if you pass the checkpoint in time, you got to go to the next stage. And if you didn't, you had to go ask your parents for another quarter. (laughs) Baptism is not an end point, it's a checkpoint. You don't stop here, you start here. You should have seen it. Saturday night, we had our first Saturday night service here, other than like Easter, which Easter is always crazy anyway. But we had our first Saturday night service here last night. And seven people got baptized on a Saturday night. But they don't stop here, they start here. It's a checkpoint. It's a it's a passing through to a next thing. When the when the Israelites came out of Egypt, the Red Sea, they passed through it. That's a type and shadow of baptism, but God didn't say, All right, now sit down and stop. It was actually a starting point into the new life that God had for Israel. He delivered them by the blood of the Lamb. Death passed over their house. They got to the Red Sea. The Bible says Moses, by the power of God, part of the Red Sea, they went through it. And then get this. The Bible says they went through it and God looked and saw that the adversary, the Egyptians, were catching up with them. How many of you have ever felt the hot breath of the enemy breathing down your neck? He was breathing down their neck. And God looked down and you know what he did? He knocked the wheels off their chariots. Select chariots. There were 600 select chariots plus all the rest of them. Select chariots meant it was like, meant it was like the Navy SEALs of the Egyptians. Pursuing them. That's why that thing that taunts you always seems so familiar because it's select for you. What, what, what comes against me might not ever come against you. But what comes against you oftentimes will return to see if you've kept the area that it used to inhabit swept and clean and furnished or not. And if not, it'll go get seven of its buddies and then it will try to come and overtake you with seven times more tenacity than it had before. It's in the Bible. So the scripture says the, the adversary, the Egyptians were starting to overtake the Israelites and God knocked the wheels off their chariot. Select chariots designed for you. I remember one time I used to I used to have a, a just an unusual amount of fear that would come on me. I don't have it anymore, praise the Lord. But I used to. And I, I used to couldn't sleep. 
legitimate, legitimate evil nightmares. Not like, not like, oh man, you know, Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. Not that kind of nightmare. I'm talking about crazy, crazy stuff, okay? Why? Because sometimes the devil can't see your whole future, but he can see a glimpse of it, so he's trying to stop you before you get there. And so I couldn't sleep, and I was just terrified all the time. And then God delivered me, just delivered me, just bang. Not scared of anything, never had a nightmare since. My oldest is about to turn 13, my youngest is 7, never had one nightmare in our home. That's because when he sets you free, it's for the generations under you too. And the devils that you don't fight, your children will have to fight them. The giants that you don't kill, they have to fight. So if nothing else will motivate you, that should motivate you to get off the bench and go fight the enemy. So anyway, several years ago now, I was walking upstairs to pray. And all of a sudden, I felt just a shudder of fear shoot through my body. The room even just felt icy cold all of a sudden. And I remember thinking, what is, it's the middle of the day. The sun is out. And I mean, just fear, just whoo. And then I recognized him. I said, I remember you. <laughs> I started laughing. I said, if you're trying this again, God must be fixing to break something through in my life. And I just laughed. I said, you can stay or you can go. I don't care. But I'm going to worship God right this very second. And just as quickly as it came, it shot out of the room. And then the oil of heaven filled that environment. And I began to sense the presence of Almighty God. See, it's select chariots that come after you. That's why it's so familiar. It's select. When you get baptized, God disables your adversary. He knocks the wheels off his chariot. The scripture says uh, that when you get baptized, a lot of your future is revealed. Some of you are going to get baptized today. You're going to know something you didn't know about yourself. Some of you are going to get baptized and other people are going to know something about you that you didn't know they could know. Here's the example. Jesus got baptized. The Bible says the Holy Spirit descended in the form of a dove, rested on him. And then from heaven, the Bible says the Father spoke with a loud voice and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Some of you, there's going to be a deeper revelation of what God has actually called you to do and be when you get baptized. That public display You're putting on the jersey of Christ. You're getting on Team Jesus publicly. This is going across the entire internet. You're publicly giving your life to Jesus. God's going to begin to reveal things to you. You're going to see the difference that being on Team Jesus actually makes. You'll start to see that literally your whole life The world and the devil has been trying to desensitize you to the name of Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. One more time. Every devil in hell just trembled. Cancer was destroyed when you said Jesus. 
Everything has to bow its knee to that name. But the whole world is trying to desensitize you to the power of that name. That's why every movie you ever see, when somebody hits their finger with a hammer, they go, Jesus Christ. There's so much power in his name, the enemy's doing everything he can to desensitize you from it. He's trying to put it in every category with every other God, lowercase g. When's the last time you saw a movie, somebody hit their hammer, their their finger with a hammer, and they went, Muhammad. That's because there's no power in that name. There's no deliverance in that name. There's no life in that name. Only bondage. Buddha. That's because the devil doesn't care. There's no power. He wants to desensitize you to the name of Jesus. But when you get baptized, things get revealed to you at a higher level. Now, all of a sudden, what was cloudy is washed away. There's some stuff that you go into the water with that you come out and it stays in the water. The same water that delivered the Israelites destroyed the Egyptians. Some of you... Depression has been plaguing you. You're going to climb in the water today and it's the last day you'll ever taste depression. What has been plaguing you stays in the water. What has been pursuing you stays in the water. It begins to get revealed to you at a higher level that the, the actual team that you have joined, Team Jesus, is undefeated and undefeatable. The scripture says that God said, the father said, this is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. The scripture says that the same water that delivered the Israelites destroyed their adversary. This is the last point I'm going to make. And then we're going to have a brief intermission while everybody goes and gets dressed to be baptized. But I just want you to know when you get baptized, it's it's actually the starting point of a new life of war. It's the starting point of, of, of a fight that is the greatest fight you could ever join up arms in. Some of y'all are, are looking a little bloodthirsty. I don't mean like UFC, okay? <laughs> we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But there's some spiritual stuff that you're going to be called to wrestle to. You remember David in the Bible? David was a a shepherd boy. And the Bible says he was anointed to be the next king of Israel. But he was a humble young man. And his daddy sent him to the front lines of a potential battle to go take his brothers some bread and take the captains of the guard some cheese. He was effectively a pizza delivery boy. And he was anointed to be king, but he was still humble enough to serve. The Bible says that he goes and he, he, he takes it to his brothers. And while he's there, he hears a giant named Goliath. Has anybody ever heard this story? You know what I'm talking about? A giant named Goliath. He was in the middle of this valley. And he was just cussing and railing against our God, the God of Israel. And everybody else is just, you know, going, oh, my gosh, he's so big. He's so strong. What are we going to do? He's going to kill us. And David's like, are y'all deaf? Do you not hear this guy talking about our God? Talking about Israel? Talking about our country? There's nothing wrong with having pride in your country at all. 
And the Bible says that David was there and he said, I can't deal with that. And they, they took him before the king. And the king said, well, look here. Uh, you're too small to go fight a giant. He said, that's not true. I've killed a lion and I've killed a bear. He doesn't look like a lion. He doesn't look like a bear. He said, the same God that delivered me from the mouth of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from that giant. He said, he said matter of fact, he said, I'm going to kill him today if you'll let me go. And the giant said, you're just a dog. He said, you're about to find out what a dog can do. He said, he said I'm going to kill you and feed you to the birds. He said, no, you're not. I'm going to kill you and feed you to the birds. But something real interesting happened. In this time period, the Bible says he went down to a brook. And he reached down in the water. Everybody say water. And he found five smooth stones. He took one of those stones out of his pocket at the right time. He twirled it around, let that stone go, and it buried in the forehead of the giant. The giant fell. He took his sword. He took the giant's sword and he cut it off because it wasn't that his, his adversary's weapon wouldn't prosper. It just wouldn't prosper against him. Your battles and the victory therein deliver your weapons for your warfare. So the Bible says that he had to go to a brook and get those stones out. Can I say it differently? When he passed through the water, he stopped running from his adversary and he started running at his adversary. Some of you are going to get in this water today and you're going to stop running from all of your challenges and you're going to turn around and start running at what has been, what has been challenging you. You know, there's nothing wrong with a Christian, uh, getting rid of all that back up and actually getting a backbone. The devil will do in your life exactly what you will tolerate. But when you go through the water, not only do you pick up some weapons you didn't have. Come on, somebody. But you also come out of it with a different level of tenacity because now you put on Team Jesus and you sit there and you go, my prize is not wearing this jersey. My prize is the calling. My prize is him actually putting me in the game. Maybe you've never been water baptized. I want you to know we have everything you need today. If you're not registered, if you're registered, I know you brought your stuff. But if you didn't sign up, we have everything you need. We have shorts and a shirt. You can stop by Guest Central here in just a minute. I'm going to dismiss everybody that's going to be baptized. You can go and get dressed. We're going to take a brief intermission. But if you're here and you say, man, I've never been baptized. I want to be baptized. Or maybe you were baptized as a child and it wasn't your choice. Maybe you, David chose the fight. Maybe you want to make the decision to be baptized. You can make that decision today. And just the same way that you're buried with him in his death, you'll be raised to walk a new life. You'll be identified on team Jesus. You'll have God himself disrupt and disable your adversary. And you'll stop running from the fight and you'll start running to the fight. It's a shift. It's a whole shift. Everything changes when you get in the water. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, follow us on social media. 
that is the best way to stay up to date on everything happening at New Heights. We look forward to you joining us next time on the New Heights podcast. And if you are ever in the Bryan College Station area, we invite you to come out to New Heights Church for a live service. I promise we'll make you feel right at home.